The Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkfeld and Craig Cerventi. Good evening. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to a podcast called Verging on Greatness. Uh, This is a podcast where me, Mike, and my friend Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Mike. We talk about movies that are verging on greatness. They're not quite there. They're almost there. They're pretty good. But you walk out and there's just a little something, a little something mm. in the back of your mind. Not quite there. Wasn't there. What was it that wasn't there? Or um, was holding it back. Or was holding it back. What, what was it that was there that shouldn't have been there? Yeah. Should that shouldn't have been, have been there. Should have been gone to yeah. out of there. That extra staring down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. They shouldn't have been get there. Rid of, get, no, get rid of them. It's my new favorite game, actually, because uh, I, I, I um, especially with movies I've watched a bunch of times, um, my favorite game is like looking for the extra that clearly thought they were going to get a film career off this extra <laughs> job, and they're like they're angling themselves to get the best shot and the stuff. Ones, and the like, ones who are really yeah. selling it, <laughs> that extra, they were extra. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to we're bringing you something a little uh, a little different, a little special of this. Uh, this month with this episode um uh I, i'm at my home in auckland uh, we've just gone into lockdown yet um, again so i've been i've been home with my home with my family home with my kids um last couple of weeks and so um so we thought i'm a little i'm a little strapped for time and we thought we would knock out a little um a little kid special kids movie special um on the never ending story um Woo-hoo. Yeah. Which, which I pointed out just before this podcast started that about this time last year, we had just recorded a double episode of, um, con- of virus-related breakout movies. We did uh, Contagion and we did um, Outbreak. Outbreak. And here we are again. So it's feeling a bit like the never-ending story. So. <laughs> it's the never-ending, never-ending virus. Uh, so we're going to do virus. we're going to do the never-ending story to mark the mark the return the return of the lockdown yeah. uh, to Auckland, and, and not New to Zealand. Make this political uh, in any way, no. Mike. Not to make it political, but New Zealand had one confirmed case of COVID nineteen Delta variant, and the whole country went into lockdown like that. That same day in the UK, they had thirty thousand new cases, and things just carried on as previously. Jeez Louise. <laughs> And the I'm, entire world just looks to New Zealand going, you guys have got your shit sorted. And uh, the rest of the world is just going, we're children playing in the sand pit with the cat poo. So. Well, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about lockdown. Our lockdown started 10 days ago. It's going to go on for probably another two weeks, maybe another four. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling Craig, who's been in the UK for the past <laughs> year, oh man, this, this lockdowns are wearing me down, buddy. Oh, mate. <laughs> Craig's, but it's Craig's I mean, looking at just, me just, like, bitch, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, we're in we're in the social media bubble here in the UK, and all my friends back in New Zealand are like, oh no, it's it's lockdown. It's the third day. We're going nuts. I'm like, fucking three <laughs> days. <laughs> that's barely that's barely a season on Netflix. So just <laughs> fucking slow your roll, people. Three fucking days. Calm down. I'm playing. I'm playing third third day of a seven day binge by Marilyn Manson on repeat. Like, oh god, oh god. I mean, New Zealand really has got it. Uh, has really got it on lockdown, which is which is good. Yeah, um, we're feeling alright. The is, rest of the world is just like, 
I don't know when this will come out. This will probably come out pretty. We'll drop this pretty soon. I'll, right? I'll release it's, this pretty quick. End of yeah. August, and not, yeah, I think we haven't. We're already just running a bit quietly. Behind. We've been a bit. We've been a bit slack on the podcast recording front, so we're going to knock out a quick podcast just to make sure that uh, um, people get get some podcast from us. Yeah, and we're going to come back next week with something a bit more. We got a full yeah, we got a full length full length one coming coming at you real soon. Oh, Um, we picked a movie that was only an hour and forty long, but felt like five. Oh man, (laughs) that's so funny you say that because when I when I brought it up on the screen, I thought, oh, this is brilliant. This is only this is only an hour and a half long. This is fantastic. This is going to be done and oh, dusted felt and like it was, a day it was hard it's a hard yakka it's a hard <laughs> it was, going it was a hard for uh, hour and 40 it must be that relativity that einstein was talking about <laughs> like you know the indomitable <laughs> suffering of this film dragged it on forever so yeah. anyway but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the never-ending fucking story yeah which is speaking the of podcast long... for kids <laughs> which is so uh yeah interesting movie and, and i just i'm watching back so the the reason this this caught my caught my eye as a as a podcast topic uh my wife tossed out quite flippantly during the movie labyrinth is better than this because we, we were making our way through you know movies to watch movies to show the kids and we got classics from our childhood that we want to show them and so so we showed them a labyrinth a couple of months ago and we showed them never ending story uh yesterday and um and i i was uh, i was i responded a little bit uh I, I was triggered a little bit by by the hmm. labyrinth is better than this i thought Ooh, I, I mean, they're both. That's a tough. That's a tough statement. Just, just to throw yeah. out there, um, I feel like that. I felt like that warranted a little bit of discussion. But it has. It does. It does bring you around quite quickly to what the failings are of the never-ending story because it's a more ambitious movie, and on the on the surface, it's on the yes. surface, it's better in that it tries a little bit harder. Labyrinth is this pretty straight-up um, fantasy adventure. It's got a bad guy um, who's fabulous. It's got crazy Stay creatures. Valley. It's got yeah, and it's got a it's it's got a, a hero's journey that the the hero just the hero goes from a spoiled brat at the start to to redemption by the end. It's uh, it's it's straight up quality filmmaking. It does what it says it's on the Jim turn. Henson. Yeah, it's hard. He, I mean, that guy that guy falls asleep and drools more talent than most people have in their lifetime. Yeah. So so. so um, but I thought, you know, looking back, I looked back on the never-ending story. This is only about halfway through watching it yesterday. I looked back on it and I thought, no, no way, man. This movie is better than the Labyrinth. But by the time we'd got into the end, I was I was kind of doubting that. It, it's 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 more ambitious, but it, it goes quite meta as well. And it it's, does. Yeah. And it's and it's dark and even dark in ways that the Labyrinth. Labyrinth it's does dark, not dark go in an that 80s dark. kid movie kind of a way too because you know spoilers for a film that came out in 1985 this film is dark like yeah. there is some real existential dread happening in this film um and famously they, they kill the horse like straight away and um they don't fuck around they drown that horse yeah so, um so you, and well, it's not even that it drowns; it kind of just gives up in the swamp. No, it dies. just it just it's gives like, up, and it, it yeah, it, it hasn't done hasn't done anything. It's just you know, it's a, it's it's the hero's best friend. It's Atreus' best friend, Artex, and yeah. um, it, he goes for a ride on the horse, and then there's one scene where he feeds the horse, and then beautiful horse, 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 yeah. you're yeah. gone, you're out of here, yeah, it and, it's, and it's about twenty. 25 minutes in it's the sort of thing yeah if it was coming in and it's and it's he doesn't just kill the horse either the horse literally literally like you say dies of sadness 
Rise of Sadness. Bleak. Um, It's bleak. um, And it's... I mean, you know what it's there to do. It's there to bond you to Atreyu. Um, yep. and, and from a story point it's like it gives you that impetus to drive that character forward yeah like, you know now he's got now he's you've set up the stakes as well like you know if he doesn't succeed this is what's going to happen yeah um and it's got that wolf too that fucking wolf um it's yeah the wolf a, is yeah it's a dark film. wolf so I, yeah i watched this with my kids and my kids were terrified of the wolf yeah and well they should be that's a terrifying animal yeah yeah and the reveal at the end, I love that bit. Of, well, towards the end, like in the climax, with the climax with the wolf, like it, it goes through those those paintings on the wall, those those murals, and then mm. like um, Atreus going through, and then there's the the wolf, and it's like mm. yeah, classy filmmaking. Yeah, it's nice. Now you mentioned so the so like in terms of influences on this movie, so this is uh, Wolfgang. Wolfgang Peterson, Peterson, friend of the podcast, Wolfgang Peterson, um, who coincidentally directed Outbreak that yeah. we did. A couple of years ago he's a german filmmaker who got famous for directing dust bolt um probably probably the the best known german film to come out of germany yeah um and so he took that dust bolt money because um it was a mini series they turned it into a movie it got international release it, it went to the oscars it was a real uh cultural phenomenon at the time i think it was the first time actually that you you actually had a war movie told from the opposition side. So it was told from mm-hmm. the, the Nazi Germany side, which um, just presents them as men doing a job. Anyway, this isn't a podcast about Dust Bolt. Um, but he took that he took that, um, that, that Dust Bolt money and made The NeverEnding Story, which was based on a German book called uh, Die Unendliches Geschichte. Sorry about my pronunciation there. Um, and he optioned the rights on that book. It was a, a bestseller in Germany, uh, and uh, it translates to The Neverending Story, and mm-hmm. they made a movie called The Neverending Story, and mm-hmm. it was filmed almost entirely in Germany, um, in, in, in Bavaria, in the, um, in the movie studios they've got there. And, um, and then it was uh, brought to the States, and it was, it was um, brought over and cut and edited in the United States with, with help from none other than Steven Spielberg. Um, so it's like got real pedigree to it. Um, but I think um, when we're talk- just talking about it right now, the, the thing that separates this from uh, the labyrinth, which is um, of about a similar vintage, is it's, this, was an, a, this was a movie made by adults with, I think, adult sensibilities, whereas mm. Jim Henson had child sensibilities mm. and could make a film that was better geared towards kids. Yeah, uh, that was David his, his, his lane. In his pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say before when you were talking about... Um, uh, the Labyrinth um, uh, movie for kids with David Bowie clearly packing meat in his in his trousers in those cream colored pants he's walking around and like that's that's just like David Bowie well inappropriate mate but <laughs> I guess you're David Bowie you do whatever you want so <laughs> that guy's packing sausage that day so <laughs> and, and not just I don't know we're getting off track it's, it's not just the sausage though there's a, a whole sequence where he is seducing oh yeah 100 um, what's, what's i, I forget her, what's the actress's her, what's name. Her name um uh it's jennifer, it was it's her jennifer connelly role. isn't it jennifer connelly what's, yeah what's the character's hey. name oh i can't remember hold on uh you can tell we weren't prepared for this guy to go look it up jennifer not coolridge connelly uh i feel like i should know the name i feel like i should know the name too um funny it's not on our films that she's known for uh sarah 
Sarah. There you go. Yeah. 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 He he just he's straight up seduces. Yeah, he's, he, he drugs and not he drugs and seduces her. Yeah. Yeah. He dresses her in a pretty dress and what she meant to be fifteen in this film. Yeah. Yep. Something in that neighborhood. Yep. Young. Um, <laughs> David Bowie's got to be at least, at least seventy-five. I don't know. He's, he... <laughs> um. Yeah, but like for I guess for for all intents and purposes, it's it's just a it's it's a straight action adventure. She's she's got a, a start a start point. She's got to reach an end point. She's gonna have encounters with crazy characters along the way. Um, yep it's it's likable she's got that hero's journey she picks up she picks up friends along the way that help her achieve the ultimate goal um and finally she comes to a showdown with um david bowie like you know i think everybody does after david bowie um lets out some absolute bangers dance baby dance is (laughs) phenomenal Uh, (laughs) absolute absolute thigh slapper and um and then uh, yeah and then and then it concludes with with her having gone from spoiled brat who doesn't approve of her new stepsister or stepbrother um uh, it's, it's a little boy i think yeah, uh, to em- embracing and loving her little baby her yeah. step or her half brother whatever he is um, yeah so it's, it's good where is ne- the never ending, never story. ending story yeah it's, it's juggling it's juggling a lot of stuff it's so it's yeah it's it's uneven so you get the you get the the wondrous kind of adventure. You get a, a boy talking to a giant turtle who who is a who is allergic <laughs> a luck dragon who is allergic to him, um, which is which is fantastic. And you get you get a yeah you get a crazy creature in the luck dragon, um, who who's actually um, Falcor. Falcor has not aged well. No, no. Um, as a practical effect, it does not look good anymore. He, he really, yeah. The 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 movement of the face is quite yeah. quite unnerving, and the 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 mouth is not even yeah. The the, the mouth movement, a lot of Falcor stuff doesn't work. And maybe that's, that was maybe that's the, the Falcor puppet was huge. Like that was that's a ginormous mechanical creation. Yeah, um, it's it's life size. It's huge. Um, yeah. Whereas I think with a jim henson they probably would because i mean i guess jim henson master puppeteer that's what he knows he would have done that slightly differently he would have he would have had different sized puppets for different different things and yeah you know something that made the face move a bit more convincingly yeah. it's it's quite it's i mean it's quite meta as well and that it's like the the and it's done it's done fantastically the one thing i re- really liked about it watching it again was how delicately they bring bastion into atreus story story it's done yeah. it's done the the timing of it and the, the way that it's paced uh it, it really draws you it draws you through it's it's fantastic filmmaking um yeah but that having those having those that a movie for kids operating at that level where the there there's a character there are characters in the movie having a conversation about how one of them one of the characters in the movie is watching has been watching the other character in the movie through a book but then but then there are other people watching the boy who has been watching the the characters in the book um and that that's the never-ending story 
because my you know my kids asked me what so what is the never ending story because it, it it just ended and like i had to explain <laughs> you you remember that 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 scene with the empress where she's explaining to bastian she's explaining that it to he's them. been yeah. watching atreyu and that there are other people watching him watching him the other and people it, is is us yeah and now you're watching it again and watching it through yeah. your kids mike yeah watching atreyu and, and bastian yeah in the never ending story and it just goes around and around but, yeah yeah that, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, here for thinking, Mike. it's deep it's deep <laughs> yeah it's um, deep uh, and it's quite it's i could tell you it's quite challenging for a six-year-old and a nine-year-old well i guess because i mean um, we were just saying off air before um we were coming up with this this loose concept around this mini pod which which we're doing now that um i watched this when i was about eight i watched it on vhs that's how long ago i watched it and i i appreciated it because um the movie was and you can't see me doing air quotes here but the movie was very adult it had adult themes and as a as a kid i was really into to to movies my parents were watching not movies Mm. that my parents rented for me to watch like i appreciated all the disney stuff but i quickly worked out that i wanted to be watching the 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 movies my parents were watching because i wanted to be an adult and i wanted to watch adult movies Mm. and i very quickly identified this film as adult because it was it had you know had grown-up concepts happening you know things were the world was ending it, it it felt like a james bond film with you know the giant animatronic dragon it 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 was very um mature yeah and and as a kid that's what i liked about this it's, and there's and, that and watching it part, and partly watching the, it back now it's it, it's 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 a bit rough yeah that, at the same that, time like that german influence contributes to that where you've you've got yeah. you've got that really that um brothers grim kind of sterile peter uh history where you can you stuff children's stories people like people die and and pets yep. die and pets um, die awful die. awful things happen to good people um yeah and bad guys and, get their come up and they wind up in the dumpster yeah yeah that's that's the sort of that's the sort of thing that that, that carries in and when as so i think that as a kid watching that it's it's probably quite jarring yeah if you're I, I if you're, if you're used to disney yeah, yeah 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 i mean i mean i think I think again like i don't know if movies i haven't watched many kids films or films specifically set out for kids these days but um certainly in the 80s there was there was this real thing of like you know death in cinema or death in, in shows for kids was was relatively commonplace um and um you know really set the stakes i remember being genuinely concerned for atreyu in this film when he encounters that wolf because mm. um yeah that thing was freaking terrifying and um uh and I really thought there was a real chance he wasn't gonna get out of this, but um, because you know they straight up murked that horse. Uh, it so. actually it winds up a bit anticlimactic, and I guess it, at the yeah. t- at the time it would have been pretty difficult to film a battle between a a boy animatronic wolf. And, and an yeah. animatronic wolf. So the wolf just kind of jumps at him, and then the next thing you know, it's got a it's got a, a stone dagger stabbed in it, and it's dead. Um, yeah because it leaps so, at him and and he's yeah. got the dagger out in front of him yeah that so, which i can i can see it would be the only way you could you could film that at the time with with the technology that was available yeah yeah um tough, tough choices though <laughs> but again I, I i don't think again i think this film and it's got the, it is a little bit anticlimactic and it is a little uneven because um I remember like the the scene with the sphinxes and he and he has to dive underneath them. I remember that being set up as a lot more 
um, watching it again now, as a kid, I was like, oh, all he did was like jump and the sphinxes missed. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, but I remember that being set up as quite a, a lot bigger. Um, and I remember that being resolved all too easily. Um, yeah, I, so the, the, the sphinxes, speaking of you know, David Bowie with, the Labyrinth, with, with the sphinxes and, and have yeah. enormous, just <laughs> huge breasts. Yeah. Yeah, there was some very, very, very thirsty art artwork done yeah, in this film. Yeah, the full, luscious, <laughs> melon but, but again, like German sensibilities, like Germany. I mean, we joke about it, but they. I remember as a kid living in Germany, they very specifically had uh, an orange juice commercial with naked women in it, and it was just like. It was orange juice, and they've got a very different attitude towards nudity in Germany that they mm. have here. Like people will will just rock up down to the to the park in central Munich um, on their bicycle, throw their mat out, rip their top off, and and light out in the sun. Like, and it's gotten so bad that they have to have like a, a topless sunbathing part of the park and a not topless sunbathing part of the park. And the attitude is well different to what it is in New Zealand. Like, oh shit, it's a boob. Um, but uh, in, in Germany, they don't have that same, it's not the same, like mm. culturally it's different. Violence is well different though. So they will edit the violence out of films, but they'll leave all the nudity in place. Mm. I mean, it's just nudity, who cares? But um, yeah, again, versus American audiences, like nowadays you, you wouldn't be able to get away with that at all. Like that would, that would not fly. <laughs> <laughs> much, much about this movie, if it were made today, would not fly. Um, and, and they made two sequels to this film as well. Um, and they are of very varying quality. Mm. So uh, the first one's inarguably a classic of the genre from that time period. But the two sequels are terrible, just unwatchable. <laughs> so. All right. Anything, uh, anything else? That's, that's, that's our 20. Are we going to... Uh... Uh, well, what else is there to talk about with the never-ending story? Um, uh, I know that um, they they injured the kid Noah, um, uh, the kid who plays Atreyu. Um, they injure he got severely injured twice on set with the horse. So the horse he fell off the horse and injured himself, and then he also he also was stood on by the horse, um, uh, which was unfortunate. Uh, Deep Roy, he plays Teeny Weeny. He comes back later. He's 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 in everything. Deep Roy. Um, yeah. He's in um, the Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory by Tim Burton. So. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, no, I I remember that I remember those characters as being quite quite central, which shows you as a kid, you know that that kind of primacy recency effect. What you see first and last. Like I remembered them and I remembered the wolf. Right. They're barely in it. No, the they're, guy they're with the, in it. the guy with the racing snail, the guy with the bat, and the um, the rock biter. They're, the rock they're, biter. In, they're in like two scenes. Yeah. Oh, the rock biter, and he's crying because he he held on to his friends and he couldn't hold he oh, couldn't hold on. And that. Oh like, yeah, man. This film is dark. Man. You would yeah. That. <laughs> How did your kids react giant, to it? Like giant so stone. Yeah, giant stone hands. These big powerful hands. I yeah. couldn't hold on to them. It was like oh. Because this world is literally falling apart. Like, <laughs> better clap for Tinkerbell. Um, what did your kids think about it? Yeah, I th I think they were. So six and nine, right? So that's yeah, they're six and they're six and nine. 
The non and, and what are their media consumption? What's their media consumption like? Are they are they are they into movies? Are they into cartoons? Uh, they're into cartoons. They don't watch they don't watch that many movies. They watch like okay. cartoon TV shows, Pokemon, Octonauts. Okay. Um, okay. That sort of level. So they don't watch heaps. We've showed them a few Disney. We've been um, making our way through Star Wars. Okay. Um, which they are loving. Every time we finish a they're, Star Wars movie, they're straight they're into, into the, that. Straight into the toy collection, busting out the lightsabers and okay, okay, uh, all that good shit. Um, so but, and and if so, if they're reaching for a film, they're reaching for a Star Wars or similar. That's what they're into. No, they've kind of they've just the, the the only movies that they used to reach for would be Ice Age. They were obsessed with Ice Age to the point where we eventually had to say put a moratorium on Ice Age. Done with Ice Age. You know Age. how much money Ray Romano and um Dennis Leary um and uh what's the other one? Um Amy and I just watched uh Chef the other day. Um and he's in Oh, a, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. We we're talking about how um, I was saying how John Leguizamo makes everything John Leguizamo was in better, and I've seen a lot of shit films with John Leguizamo in it. And um, I was just we were just talking about how like John Leguizamo was one blockbuster film away from superstardom, and he was always just circling the drain on yeah. that on that movie. He was always he was either in it but not in it enough, or he was um, he was in a block what he thought was probably going to be a blockbuster, but it turned out to be a dud. Um, and it's just, I love John Leguizamo. He is so good. Um, but he has made so much money, so much money from those fucking Ice Age movies. All of them have. They are so rich because of those goddamn movies. Uh, and it's like, they don't need to work ever again. You know why Ray Romano isn't in anything else? He's got a sore back from hauling the bags of cash down to the bank with the Ice Age, st- the Ice Age label on it. That's why they're not doing anything because they're rich. <laughs> Have you ever watched any of them beyond the first one? I've seen. I'm sure I've seen the first three. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm positive I've seen the first three. Um, but after a while, they all blend together. But yeah. I. I didn't hate the first one. I thought the first one was was good fun. First one's solid. You know. Yeah. First one's, and, I, and I think the second. Decent. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Okay. No, they they really deteriorate after the first one. Really quickly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like those Madagascar movies. Have you seen those? I haven't seen Beyond. No, I've only seen the first one of those. Again, um, like it, that's got uh, David Schwimmer and Chris Rock and um, uh, uh, Ben Stiller um, amongst others. Yeah. Um, those films are, they made a bunch of them and they kept, yeah, like David Schwimmer needed the money. But yeah, they're, they're just beyond wealthy on those films. And they did, they did spin-offs as well, right? The Penguins. They did, yeah, they yeah. did the Penguins. Yeah, the um, penguins were probably the best thing about it. But. So, so we, sorry, just to get back on track, what did the kids think about the Neverending Story? Was it too was it too adult? Yeah, I, th- I think they were. Uh, th- there was some. I mean, I'm hoping it's expanded their minds a little bit and right. given them <laughs> like a taste of, taste of something unique that they haven't experienced before. Right. Um, they don't really know what to say or kind of how to feel about it afterwards i don't think did it spark any conversation like um like you said before you had to explain the meta the meta narrative to it where it's like we're watching them who who in the film seemingly are cognizant to the fact that we are watching them yeah Um, and he's watching the characters in the book um who are aware that 
they are being watched by him yeah and this whole you know circle of life thing and is there and is there but i said that and i said do you do you think there could be anybody watching us and they were both like no (laughs) (laughs) social media says (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my wife my wife just went and got her covid jab (laughs) (laughs) she's broadcasting on all 5g now so Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. Like, I mean, um, I, I think, I think, they certainly don't make kids' movies like this anymore. I don't think, not having a, a wealth of knowledge on current kid films, I think they are more likely to be an ice age these days than they are to be a never-ending story. I don't think, I think that that time of live-action, big-budget, high ideals yeah. filmmaking for children has probably gone by. Um, someone, please shout out in the comments if, if you can think of a modern example and i'm happy to give it a look but i, th- I think the only I, thing so we haven't mentioned the um oh, i'm thinking outside of hollywood like the studio i think it's ghibli do you say say it like that yeah uh, ghibli yeah is it miyazaki miyazaki yeah uh my wife and i went to japan on our honeymoon and we we went out of our way to try and go to studio ghibli yeah. but we couldn't because you have to buy tickets like six months in advance really? we didn't think about it no but we went specifically to a um like an officially licensed um retail store for studio ghibli it's like one of two in tokyo or one in tokyo and we went out of our way to do that so um i feel like those i feel like those movies are kind of the modern equivalent where they uh they're more likely to have kind of ambiguous um um, ambiguous moralities and motivations and mysterious mysterious but are they made for kids or are you just assuming unresolved i I feel like they are are they made for kids or are they made for adults and kids watch them Hmm. i don't know know. because i think i think the never-ending story was definitely probably made for kids and adults watched it yeah um or it was made by adults who thought they knew what kids wanted let's give them death and (laughs) yeah let's blow their mind existential dread (laughs) let's do that in a thick german accent um but instead instead they 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 didn't do that they i don't know maybe who knows yeah all right yeah but i think you're right studio ghibli is is definitely um ambiguous morally ambiguous um so we should wrap it up there uh thank you craig that's um yeah if you um hey interested in kids movies we have done a kids movie way 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 back in the day we did brave brave yeah um which is yeah an an interesting kind of it's like a proto um uh frozen and moana um yeah really yeah it's they kind of they're they're toe dipping into into that really strong but also like modern female protagonist it doesn't quite yeah certainly before they were doing it properly yeah 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 all right and if you can think of any other examples that we should that you think we should talk about or you know shout out hit us up in the comments and on our soundcloud page or twitter or whatever We're happy to have a look at a kids movie and and say it's it's easier for mike because mike's got kids so you can throw on a kids film and then say it's it's for the kids yep. but <laughs> talk about it here uh, so we could do that and and uh, don't worry we will be vetting any suggestions so like if you come through with debbie does dallas saying it's a kids <laughs> film we know it's not so um we, we got we weren't born yesterday we do have um that. 
So. We've, got a, we've got a movie coming up that we're going to do next as well. And then um, after that, after September, it's going to be October. And it's going to be Halloween. And so we've got a, we've got a double movie uh, double movie podcast to feature. do for yeah. Halloween. Um, a creature feature? Yeah, so, we'll so uh, look out for that. Coming up soon. Okay. All right. Well, you stay safe in lockdown, Mike. Thank you, Craig. I will. Yeah. You enjoy, yeah, you, you enjoy virtually- freedom. <laughs> I was going to say, you virtually have zero chance of catching COVID in New Zealand. I think I can get it off the mail, man, here in London. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have been double vaccinated, though, so look out, world. Oh, you're, yeah. you're all right. Uh, fine, yeah. Bill Gates. Okay, well, Bill Gates knows. Great talking to you. Great talking to you, Cheers, Greg. Bye, everyone. All right, right. bye bye. See you all. Like and subscribe, you all.